turn to Psalm 92. Psalm 92. I love when the Lord does that. What just occurred. Hey, we need those lights on. Would you please turn those lights on for me? Um, that was all the Lord's timing, leading. I didn't put Chris up to any of that. He just did it. But I'm fully in favor of it. Amen. And it ties right in with what we're going to talk about today. In Psalm 92, I want you to look with me in just the first two verses. The Bible says it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Uh, as we begin to look at these two verses, before we break them down, I just want you to notice the superscription above the psalm. It says, a psalm or song for the Sabbath day. Now, usually the psalms will identify who wrote it, like a psalm of David or a psalm of Asaph. And it might even give a description of this was written when this happened uh, in David's life and so on. This doesn't identify who the author of this psalm is, but it does provide for us a very interesting comment about the use of the psalm. We're told that it's a psalm for the Sabbath day. And I did some quick research just to check, and I could not find any other psalm with that specific designation to it. A psalm for the Sabbath day. And it suggests to us that this psalm focuses in on the area of worship unto the Lord because of the day. And the verses that we have read, and even into the third verse of this psalm, definitely emphasize and confirm uh, for us the worthiness of worship unto God. And briefly, this afternoon, I want us to just consider two quick things from these verses. We're going to look at the benefits or the blessing of worship, and then we're going to look at the manifestation of it. The psalm says it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And so we're going to break some of these words down and see some deeper meaning in them. And I want us to just think about for a minute uh, this afternoon, uh, do we really give thanks and worship the Lord in the way that the Lord desires? And do we understand the benefit or the blessing that it is actually to us when we offer up worship and praise to the Lord? All right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us this afternoon in these few moments and just bless us again with your word and this psalm. And in turn, Lord, may we bless you for how good you are. And Lord, may our hearts be ready to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ, to exalt him and to honor and worship you in thanks and praise, even in our soul and even outwardly, publicly. And we thank you, Lord, for how good you are to us and help us to see it again. In Jesus' name, amen. First of all, consider in verse 1, the first part of verse 1, the blessing uh, of worship or the benefit of worship. The Bible says it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. That word good, and you tie it with the word thing, it's a good thing. It can be an adjective or it can be an adverb. In each case, however you use the word good, it's describing something. If you were to use the word good 
as an adjective, you might say that Chris is a good man or uh, Christy is a good lady or we have good things. It's a descriptive term to describe something, right? To describe the, the subject. If you were to use it as an adverb, it would mean, the word good would mean beautiful. It would mean best. It would mean cheerful. It would be, mean joyful, kind, pleasant, pleasurable, sweet, all kinds of words like that. And so if you were to just consider the word good here, all of those definitions that I just gave you, they all fit. When it comes to describing what giving praise or worship or thanks unto the Lord is. It's a beautiful thing. It's a pleasurable thing. It's a cheerful thing. It's a joyful thing. It's a pleasant thing to give thanks unto the Lord. That's what the Word of God is saying. Everybody understand, right? Okay, so let's talk about the delight or the pleasure of giving praise. When the writer of this psalm says it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, I don't know that we fully grasp the fact that worship unto God and thanks unto God is actually a delight and actually a pleasure. Everybody follow that? When we use the word good, sometimes, okay, let me give you an example. We've been conditioned and we've been trained uh, when, we, when it comes to this word good. Sometimes it's like, okay, in a, in a uh, what do you want to say, um, a utilitarian sense, we use the word. Like, for example, you've all heard your mom say, you're going to eat this because it's good for you, right? But there's no pleasure in what you're about to eat. You understand what I'm saying? Or we might say, yes, yeah, spinach is another good one right there. We might say, you're going to do this, or I have to do this because it's good for me. But what we're saying is, I know I need to because it's good for me, but I take no pleasure in what I'm about to have to do. Like get up and go to work every day, right? We were just sitting at lunch talking, talking to Patrick. And he's talking about the fact that he's got a couple extra kids with him while Doug and Julie are gone. He's got a couple extra animals that he's got to take care of while Doug and Julie are gone. And we're like, well, how long have they actually been gone? He's like, it feels like they've been gone for a year. <laughs> and then you talk about how you gotta take the animals out every day and, and all this kind of stuff. And it's, you know, it teaches me patience. And I used the word, I said, well, Patrick, it's probably good for you. But there was no pleasure in anything that we were talking about. But then he did say, no, they're actually really good kids. So there you go, Cheyenne, you're a good kid according to Patrick. Silas, on the other hand, there was different stories about him. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying, how sometimes we use the word good, right? It's a good thing for you, but it's not full of joy or cheerful or pleasurable. But that's not what this word means or how it's used in this passage of Scripture. You know, you might have to eat your spinach, you might have to have piano recitals. You might have to do things that you don't like. And so it's good for us in that utilitarian sense, but there's no pleasure in it. But the psalmist means for us to understand that worship and thanks unto the Lord is good in that it is pure pleasure to those who truly love God. Wow, okay. I don't know if you're 
really dead in here or not. Do you understand what he's saying? It is a pleasurable thing. It is a good thing. It is a joyful thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And you know what? You know that's true. If you are one who truly loves God, you love to offer up thanks to the Lord for how good he is. I don't say, well, it's a good thing for me to say, thank you, Lord, for your blessings. He uses the word thanks here. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. That word means to cast out. It means to hold out or extend the hand. The idea behind it, if you can get the word picture, it's like people who stand up and cheer at a football game when you know the quarterback throws that 65-yard bomb and it's a, a catch and a touchdown, and people stand up and wah! Or there's an amazing goal that, you know, Kirill Kaprizov, who's probably the best player in hockey, by the way, just so you know, Beside behind Connor McDavid, maybe. When he scores an amazing goal, people stand up and cheer and their hands go up in the air. That's what that's talking about. That thanks, it's a good thing, it's a pleasurable thing, it's a joyful thing to cast out or lift up your hands in praise to the Lord. It's a reaction. It's a reaction to what you know is true of the goodness of God. The psalm says in Psalm 63 and verse 4, Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. It's the idea of the psalmist saying, I'm going to lift up my hands in praise to the Lord, and there's joy on my lips when I say thank you to God. Joyful and delightful it is when God blesses. And when, when you're filled with the blessing of God and you understand what it is, usually there's something in the heart that says, man, I just got to tell you what God did. I just got to tell you how good God is. And we just did some of that a second ago. People saying, I'm thankful to the Lord for how good he is or what he's done. I'm thankful that God's blessed with this church family, etc., etc." Psalm 135, verse 2 says, Ye that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. Again, it's talking about how good and pleasant and joyful it is for the saint of God who loves God to offer up praise unto him. What is our problem then? When we can't find anything to praise the Lord about. a heart problem, isn't it? And I'm grumbling and complaining about the affairs of life and this and that, and I can't find anything to praise the Lord for. How my life is terrible. Sometimes we feel like it is. But that's our flesh lying to us. Because in reality, we are most blessed of God. And we ought to praise him for it. Consider the benefit of praise. He says it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Did you know that praising the Lord, thanking the Lord is actually good for us? It's not just for God. It's good for us. Worship is good for us because it does benefit 
child. This aspect of thankfulness is developed a little bit further in Psalm 95. We read Psalm 95 this morning. In verse 1 it says, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. For the Lord is great, is a great God and a great King above all gods. In His hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is His also. The sea is His and He made it and His hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker for He is our God and we are the people of His pasture, the sheep of His hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, notice this, harden not your heart, as in the day of provocation. Now, let me just briefly make mention of this. Thanksgiving unto the Lord, giving him thanks, counting your blessings, thinking about the goodness of God, brings about positive results in your life. Compare it to grumbling and complaining. What's your outlook like? Okay, are you following me? Maybe some of you started the day this way. Grumbling and complaining. I hate the snow. <laughs> and I do. And how many times has the Lord kept us from slipping and falling on the ice, not just slipping and falling into sin, Brother Gerth? And we start the day grumbling and complaining. What kind of an outlook are we already starting the day with? When we take the time to purposefully thank the Lord, to purposefully think about the blessings of God, to purposefully think about, you know, what, where would I be and what would my life be like without the grace of God? In fact, let me just count my blessings today. Um, I have a house over my, a roof over my head. I have a warm house to stay in in the wintertime. I have more than one car to drive. I have a job that pays me pretty well. I can take care of my family and have a pretty good living. I have a church family. We're going to worship the Lord today. We're going to do all these things. Listen, I could be a bum in a ditch. I could be somewhere else in another country. I could be in a prison. I could be anywhere. But I'm here, and God has blessed me with so many things in my life. How am I starting the day? Versus, man, I hate that guy. You know what they said about me? Who cares? I've gotten to the point more and more where I don't care what, what somebody says about me anymore. You don't like me? Too bad. You don't like me? Run me off. That's fine. I just want to serve the Lord. We can, we can get the outlook all messed up, right? But here's the other side. Because I'm nothing without God. Without Him, I can't do anything. I am nothing. And why would I take any kind of pleasure 
or praise for myself. He only wants the accolades. Oh, I'm a good Bible expositor. I know my Bible. I can preach. I can do, and, and I'm not going to, you know, none, no preacher would stand up and tell you how good he is in the pulpit, but in his heart sometimes, and it's shameful. It's shameful for us to take credit for anything that belongs to the Lord. And so when we're counting our blessings and we're thankful to the Lord, what I'm saying is it brings a positive influence in my life because it keeps me humble and it keeps me from hardening my heart. That's what the psalm says, harden not your heart, as in the day of provocation. He points to the Lord. He points to how good God is, how it all belongs to him. And then he says, harden not your heart, as in the day of provocation, like his fathers did. When we come into the presence of the Lord, we cannot come into his presence without humility and without we're not allowed. You understand that? It's not going to let us in. And so the benefit of praise is that it keeps us grounded where we ought to be in the way we think of ourselves. It keeps us grounded where we ought to be in the way that we think of the Lord. It keeps us humble. And it's appropriate to give praise toward God then. It's appropriate morally good it's proper to respond to god with thanksgiving and with praise god's activity in the world and in my life is intended for me then to bring praise to himself did you know that god's activity in your life is intended to cause you to look to him and to praise him do we do that? Excuse me. Distraction. Worship, thanksgiving to the Lord may be the most worthy of all activities that we can do because it brings pleasure to God. He's glorified in it and it brings pleasure to us as well. And so it's appropriate to worship the Lord it's a splendid thing. It's a delightful thing. It's a cheerful thing. It's a good thing to give praise unto the Lord. Do you understand that? It's a lot deeper than just reading the word good. Psalm 147 in verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is pleasant, and note this, and praise is comely. You know what that means? Yeah. It means, the word comely in here, in this setting, it means suitable, it means fitting, it means beautiful, it means attractive. In other words, praise looks good on you. You know what doesn't look good on you? That wasn't attractive, was it? <laughs> See, I told you. Complaining, griping grumbling, criticizing, judging. Doesn't look good on God's people. But you know what does? Praise to the Lord. It's fitting, and it's beautiful, and it's attractive. On you and to the Lord. 
I think that's pretty powerful. How does God see you? How does God look at you? <laughs> Man, you're ugly. Or comely. Amen? That is the benefit or the blessing of praise. But secondly, notice the manifestation. First, go back to our text in Psalm 82. And the second part of verse 1. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And here's the second part. And to sing praise unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Here's the manifestation of worship or thanksgiving or praise. Thanksgiving and praise, it's not only a blessing to us and to the Lord, but it also can take on different forms. How is it that we express thanks unto the Lord? Well, it can take on different forms. We see in verse 1 that it, it can take on the form of thanks, to give thanks unto the Lord. Again, that's the extending of the hands. It also means to cast out or to throw at, and it, it carries the meaning of casting reverence or worship toward the Lord. We always get a little nervous whenever there are people who, in a song service, start lifting their hands and praising the Lord, right? We look around and are like, oh, are they charismatic? What are they going to do? That's kind of a sad thing that some have ruined it. Because that's really what the psalm is talking about. To lift up those hands, to give honor and thanks to the Lord, that's literally what's being described here. And I don't know about you, but, but I've had these times in my life when I'm, I'm studying maybe in my office and I come across a truth that just so overwhelms me in my soul, but that I can't help but just sit there and lift up my hands and say, thank you, Lord, for that. I so needed that. It comes from within, and it manifests itself on the outside. You ever had a moment like that? Where all I can do is just lift up my hands to the Lord. Say, I'm so thankful for you. It's called lifting up holy hands unto the Lord. It's not really something that maybe we understand to the fullest as we should. So when we speak of giving thanks to the Lord, we're talking more about praise. We're talking, it's more than simply saying thank you. That's included in it. But what we're doing is acknowledging God for who He is, for His actions, for His goodness. And this is the, the, the natural response that comes for how good God is. It can be thanks. It's more than just saying thank you. It can also be with singing praise. Verse 1 says to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name. This is actually the verb form of the word psalm, the psalms. In the superscription, we read it's a psalm or song for the Sabbath day. And to sing praises is basically to psalm. That's what that means. And so the worship of God is expressed by praising him with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness, thanksgiving in your heart unto the Lord. That's Colossians 3.15. 
not only do is there expressions of thanks or expressions of singing praise, but notice verse 2, he says, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. The word show forth, it means to declare, it means to testify. And frequently that phrase or that word show forth is used in the sense of revealing something that is not known, bringing it to the surface, making public what is unknown. Okay, so it's sort of like what just happened a little while ago as we're singing songs and it's like give an opportunity, there's an opportunity to praise the Lord and someone says, I'm going to tell you this. I'm bringing it publicly. I'm make, bringing it to the surface. I'm making known what it was unknown. You didn't know what God did in my life, but I'm going to tell you what God did in my life. Thankfulness, worship, praise provides us with an opportunity to say publicly of God what we should be saying privately to God. Amen? We thank the Lord. Privately, Lord, thank you in my prayer. But I'm saying it publicly of God, what privately I've been saying to God. Worship, thankfulness, praise is declaring God's goodness and God's greatness. Notice here in verse 2 that he says, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning. Think about that for a second. Because there probably isn't a more suitable time for thanks and praise unto the Lord than in the morning. Why do I say that? Well, your eyes opened up and you woke up from your sleep and you have a brand new day ahead of you. What does that mean? It means that God just gave you another day of life. An opportunity this day to live for Him and to serve Him. It is His loving kindness to us that affords us His mercies that are new to us every morning. Think about that. I went to sleep last night. It's the end of the day. But I woke up today because of the kindness of God. And he's given me another day of life to live and to serve him. I think that should be worthy of thanksgiving and praise. We surely don't deserve it. The loving kindness that we are to show forth, he says, means that we're not to keep it to ourselves. Let me tell you of the loving kindness of God in my life. And then he says to show forth thy faithfulness when? Every night. At night, at the end of the day, our subject should be thankfulness to God for his faithfulness to me because I've experienced another day of God's faithfulness in my life. You see that? I just lived this day that God granted to me, and God was faithful to me, and at night I should say, thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to me. I've experienced more of you 
today than I did the day before because you gave me another one. Notice that the text says every night. Every night. Even the dark, dreary, cold ones of winter. As well as all the others. If there was any topic on which the Christians should speak, it is this topic right here. Thankfulness is the Lord. The faithfulness of the Lord to us is beyond our comprehension. Brother Griff mentioned it earlier. Counting our blessings, but how about all those that we don't even know about? It is literally beyond our comprehension. I love Lamentations chapter 3, beginning in verse 21. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. He says, I'm remembering something. And remembering this gives me hope. Here's what I'm remembering. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. I remember this, and it gives me hope. And it causes me to thank the Lord for his compassion, for his mercies, and his faithfulness. It's new every morning. So the point is, friend, do you thank the Lord Truly thank the Lord for how good He is in your life. Do we spend more time complaining about things than we do offering up praise to God for how good He is? What a sad commentary if we could really know that. And what a sad thing when people may ask you, like, what do you think of so-and-so? And their reaction or their comment is, well, they're kind of a negative person. They're kind of a complainer. They don't really seem to have a lot of good to say about a lot of things. They do seem to have a lot of negative to say about a lot of things. What a sad commentary. Because it ought to be. And you know what? When I think of that person, I think of somebody who just keeps on praising God. They're so thankful for how good he is. I want to be around that kind of a person. I want to be that kind of a person. A thankful people. Amen? It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Let's all stand to our feet. You don't need to bow your heads or close your eyes, but I want you to turn in your hymnal to page number 39. We're going to have our piano player come.